0: Today in business from Wired. A battlefield AI company says it's one of the good guys. Helsing AI is building an operating system for warfare and says it'll only ever sell to democracies. By Morgan Meeker. On the screen in front of me is a mountain range. Moving towards my troops from the top right corner is an ominous yellow dot. I suspect it's an enemy drone, but it could be a bird or a civilian aircraft, so I ask my long-range camera to home in on it. Within seconds, it returns a snapshot of a wide-winged military drone. The incoming dot turns from yellow to red, signifying a threat. This might sound like a video game, but it's not. This is technology designed to be used by real militaries and it is the first time defence tech company Helsing AI has shown a journalist what the software it is selling actually looks like. Helsing's flagship system absorbs huge amounts of data generated by the sensors, electro-optical, infrared, sonar, and weapon systems, fighter jets, drones, helicopters, used in modern warfare. Algorithms then distill that information into a video game style visualization to show how events are unfolding in real time on the battlefield. What I'm looking at is a simulation of what I would see if I worked for a military that used Helsing's system. In the room with me explaining how this works are Helsing's three founders. Torsten Riel is the company's 49-year-old CEO. With a background in gaming, he previously founded development studio Natural Motion, Real is preoccupied with the user experience and making the platform intuitive for its military clientele. Then there's Gunbert Scherf, a 41-year-old former special advisor to Germany's Ministry of Defence, who talks fluently about how European militaries work and what he feels they need to do to modernise. And finally, there's the in-house AI expert, 31-year-old Niklas Kohler, the youngest of the three. Kohler was using machine learning to solve medical problems when he started to be approached by figures in the defence sector, prompting him to change direction. Applications like detecting drones are, in terms of methods, not so dissimilar from how you would find cancer in large CT scans, he says. In modern warfare, every second counts, and the Helsing founders say their software can give Western militaries an information edge. Its system, they claim, will help soldiers make faster, better informed decisions and will be accessible on a variety of devices, so soldiers in frontline trenches can see the same information as commanders in control centres. Now, all of this is done manually. Phone calls, reading things, drawing stuff on maps, says Kohler. Understanding how many systems are there, what they are doing, what is their intent, this is an AI problem. Helsing is not the first company to try to build an operating system for war. Military types have been advocating for the idea since the 1990s. But traditional defense firms have struggled to deliver, creating an opportunity for tech companies to step in. California based Anduril, the company launched by Oculus co founder Palmer Lucky, has developed software that connects multiple military systems. And Palantir, headquartered in Colorado, has been using the war in Ukraine to release details about its own military AI. But Helsing is the only visible European startup making this type of software. Experts say what's notable about the company is the way it maps the electromagnetic spectrum, the invisible space where different machines send electronic signals between one another to communicate. That Helsing was willing to show me its technology at all reflects how much attitudes around the defence industry in Europe have changed over the company's two-year existence. When Spotify founder Daniel Ek invested 100 million euros, or $109 million, into Helsing in 2021, the same year the company launched, many Spotify users expressed outrage that their subscription dollars were being used to fund the arms industry. But... That was before Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine in February 2022, which has prompted a recalibration of public attitudes towards defence. Today, billions of dollars in military aid is flowing from European countries into Ukraine. Military spending on the continent jumped to Cold War levels in 2022, witnessing the sharpest yearly increase in 30 years, according to the Stockholm International Peace Research Institute. Venture capital is following suit, with funding for UK defence tech doubling from 2021 to 2022, from 500 million euros or 550 million dollars to 1 billion euros, according to PitchBook data shared with Wired. Helsing now has 220 employees spread across four offices in London, Paris, Berlin and Munich. That doesn't mean it has been easy to hire engineers. Kohler describes an interview process that sounds more like a debate about the motivations of the defence industry. Kohler gets it. He used to be sceptical himself, he says, an attitude he attributes partly to living in Germany, where the military prompts uncomfortable associations with the country's Nazi past. And if attitudes to the defence industry have changed in Europe, in Germany they have transformed. For years, the country resisted US pressure to increase defence spending. Four months after the Russian invasion, the German parliament approved a €100 billion military revamp. Germany is just one country Helsing claims military contracts with, along with the French and British. And since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the company has also signed partnership deals with some of Europe's most established defence contractors, such as Rheinmetall and Saab, to integrate AI into existing weapon systems. Real describes Helsing as quite involved in the war in Ukraine, although he declines to share details about what the company is doing there, saying only that staff regularly travel back and forth. When Wired asked a Ukrainian government official, who asked not to be named because they are not authorized to speak publicly, to confirm Helsing is operating in Ukraine, They said they had been made aware of the company's plans to engage in the country. Helsing's corporate slogan is AI to serve democracies. This is meant to illustrate the company's pledge to never sell to autocratic governments such as Russia and North Korea, says Real. But what counts as a democracy? When I ask whether the founders would sell to countries like Poland or Hungary... Countries within the EU where governments have stripped judges of their independence and cracked down on LGBTQ rights, I do not get an answer. Instead, that slogan says less about what the company does and more about why it's doing it. Helsing's job adverts brim with idealism, calling for people with the conviction that democratic values are worth protecting. Helsing's three founders speak about Russia's invasion of Crimea in 2014, as a wake-up call that the whole of Europe needed to be ready to respond to Russian aggression. I became increasingly concerned that we were falling behind the key technologies in our open societies, Real says. That feeling grew as he watched, in 2018, Google employees protest against a deal with the Pentagon, in which Google would have helped the military use AI to analyse drone footage. More than 4,000 staff signed a letter arguing it was morally and ethically irresponsible for Google to aid military surveillance and its potentially lethal outcomes. In response, Google said it wouldn't renew the contract. It's usually hard to tell if defence products work the way their creators say they do. Companies selling them, Helsing included, claim it would compromise their tools' effectiveness to be transparent about the details. But as we talk, the founders try to project an image of what makes its AI compatible with the democratic regimes it wants to sell to. We really, really value privacy and freedom a lot, and we would never do things like face recognition, says Scherf, claiming that the company wants to help militaries recognise objects, not people. There's certain things that are not necessary for the defence mission. But creeping automation in a deadly industry like defence still raises thorny issues. If all Helsing's systems offer is an increased battlefield awareness that helps militaries understand where targets are, that doesn't pose any problems, says Herbert Lynn, a senior research scholar at Stanford University's Centre for International Security and Cooperation. But once this system is in place, he believes, decision-makers will come under pressure to connect it with autonomous weapons. Policymakers have to resist the idea of doing that, Lin says, adding that humans, not machines, need to be accountable when mistakes happen. If AI kills a tractor rather than a truck or a tank, that's bad. Who's going to be held responsible for that? Real insists that Helsing does not make autonomous weapons. We make the opposite, he says. We make AI systems that help humans better understand the situation. Helsing's success so far, measured in its ability to secure contracts and hire staff, is entwined with a change in mood from Europe. And for now, the Silicon Valley idealism it is introducing to the local defence sector seems to be working. When Riel launched the company, he says, he was braced for the fact that a lot of people wouldn't agree with what he was trying to do. But even he has been surprised by how much attitudes have changed. The pendulum has swung almost entirely the other way, he says. Thanks for listening to Wired. I'm Barnaby Chadwick, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com/business.